Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. You know, this whole thing of people getting delivered on the phone, people getting delivered on Zoom, it makes a lot of religious people mad. They're like, what do these guys think that people are going to get healed over the phone? And my question back to them is, you believe Jesus for your salvation, that you're going to die and go to heaven, but you don't believe that he can heal people right now over the phone or deliver people Mm. over Zoom? And I just want to say this, you know, we're just jumping into this now going in, but all of you watching, maybe you have soul ties, maybe you're in bondage, maybe you need deliverance, maybe there's a spiritual spouse that's tormenting you, maybe there's demons in your home that are tormenting you, that are afflicting you. Maybe you're not even a Christian, you just stumbled on this. I believe tonight in Jesus' name that there is freedom, that there is breakthrough, that there is deliverance, and that tonight, some of you that have had soul ties for years, you've had the ex-boyfriend, the ex-girlfriend, and again, viewer discretion is advised tonight because we're gonna be talking about some adult content, so just use discretion as we're talking, whether you Mm. need to put headphones on or not. I don't wanna limit what we're gonna say, but I just really believe, guys, as I was praying today that People that don't even realize they're in bondage are going to get delivered and free. I think right now in the church, there's so many people that have gotten used to their bondage. They've gone to a doctor. The doctor said, just take this pill and this pill will help with this pill and the side effects of this pill will help with this. And there's people are so have, we saw yesterday people giving up their prescription pills at church and or on Sunday, people are so just medication after medication, anxiety, fear, depression, all these things happening in the world, not realizing that they're tied up, not only their souls tied up with other people, but the enemy has them wrapped up in chains. And I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the anointing of God, that tonight people are going to be delivered. We're not afraid. We're not, we're not going to cover up the enemy. We're going to confront the enemy. We're not hirelings. We're going to watch out for the sheep. And so as we're listening to this, as you guys are in this broadcast, you're listening on Spotify, Google Play, whatever, expect God to meet you right now. We get, we get messages, guys. I'm sure you do too of I was in my truck driving and I was listening to the podcast I had to pull over and I started vomiting up and things started coming out of me and I felt spirits lift off of me or I was making dinner and all of a sudden I felt a manifestation I started getting angry and growling and I got delivered so it doesn't matter where you are who you are what you are what you've done who you've done where you did it the presence and the power of God I feel Mm. the Holy Ghost man I'm already sweating Mm. the presence and the power of God is available right now to you so the devil is a liar let me just say that all these demonic spirits that have lied to you all these soul ties from your past from past relationships i believe god desires to break them we're going to confront them we're going to talk about them and we're going to see them broken tonight so let's guys let's talk about soul ties okay people are in the comments what is a soul tie i've never heard of this my church has never preached about it do one of you guys want to give a definition of i guess we all can give one a definition Mm -hmm. of a basic definition of what is a soul tie and how does this all work come on pastor vlad I'm waiting for Isaiah to give the one definition, but a soul tie is a strong spiritual emotional connection that you have to someone after being, especially being intimate with them. Uh, usually it's in, through engaging in sexual intercourse, but you don't have to have a physical relationship with somebody through an intercourse to develop a soul tie. Some people develop soul ties with spiritual leaders and and in mm. just a few minutes we will go over some of the soul ties that you can have. But But to start from the beginning, guys, we have to understand that that God wants us to worship Him not only with our spirit, not only with our heart, but He wants us to worship Him with our soul. And so God actually wants our soul. And the Bible says, with all of your soul, you should love the Lord in Matthew 22, verse 37. And the enemy, he's after our soul. In Psalm 7, verse 2, it says this, lest he tear my soul like a lion. 
not just not my spirit, not my body, but my soul, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rendering it in pieces while there is none to deliver. See, the devil is not just after you know hijacking your spiritual life. If he can you know get you even your soul to tear your soul apart into pieces, break your soul apart. And and for those of you who are like, oh well, this is just one verse, but Psalm 23, verse 3, God says that he restores our soul. Why does he restore our soul? Because the devil comes in to ruin our soul, to break our soul into pieces. And sometimes we we have parts of our soul left in with different people with our exes and with different relationships and then we wonder why I cannot move forward. Some some people actually get demons through those soul ties and until those soul ties are broken they cannot experience freedom and so I think that this teaching though it's not highlighted in the church and some people see it as more of like oh you guys are just repeating what the New Agers are saying. Um, this is very important. Almost every person that does deliverance that I know who actually does deliverance deals with the issue of soul ties. Really, really good. Mike, you want to add anything to that? Soul ties are real. It's simply undeniable. And when you look at scripture, you see that we have a mind, we have emotions, we have a will. And so as someone's mind and their emotions and their will come into contact with someone else's, a soul tie can be produced. I mean, one of the examples that that Vlad just alluded to, Genesis chapter 44, verse 30, literally says that Jacob had a soul tie to his son, Benjamin. And I'm going to read that verse though. So, because there's some of you that are learning this for the very first time so just track with us it says now therefore as soon as i came to your servant my father and the boy is not with us then as his life is bound up in the boy's life so you have this very deep connection verse 31 says as soon as he sees that the boy is not with us he will die so jacob has a soul tied to his son benjamin and it's very important to establish that soul ties are real because mm-hmm. if you're going to get free, you've got to start with understanding that there is more going on in the spiritual realm than you could ever imagine. And I want to say this too, just because maybe you don't have knowledge of whether it's demons or soul ties doesn't mean you're not subject to them. People think, well, I don't believe in demons. There's no way I could have them. But millions Damn. and millions of people have demons, whether they believe it or not. And what happens when you start peeling back what's going on in the unseen realm and you're a spiritual Christian, you realize that things are not always as they seem, that there are reasons why you could be in a relationship for a year. And then 10 years later, you're still thinking about them. You're still dreaming about them. You're still having desires about them. And not always, unless you say this too guys not always are soul ties negative there's also positive soul ties that we're going to talk about tonight but there's many of you that are bound up and don't realize it and you're struggling in silence and no one's talking about it nobody's discussing it no one's telling you why are you having constant dreams of an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend or an ex-relationship or a business partner why are you here's a big one guys why are you so attached to someone that's abusing you I mean, you look at people that are in abusive relationships. We don't have to talk about one right now. That's all over the news that I'm so tired of seeing. But people are in these abusive relationships. And then we look back and go, or we look at it and go, why are they still in that relationship? And the reason is, is their soul's tied, as Mike just said, the mind, the will, and the emotion. This is where people struggle at. This is where the war takes place in the soulish realm. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, we could tie ourselves to the wrong people. I would say one main way I wanted to just 
all we could all touch on that soul ties develop is through sexual intimacy. So if you look at 1 Corinthians, I wanted to show you guys this 616. It says, or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. Now, this is a common way that you create soul ties when you join yourself. Now, let me say this again. This is not talking about just marriage. People say, oh, that's only for marriage. That's not what the Bible says here. It says if you join yourself to a prostitute, you're becoming one with that prostitute. So imagine this, guys. We have so many people like in our past, whether it's in our past, whether it's after we got saved, that you've slept around, you've been with different people like I was in my past, and we give ourselves away. We give pieces of ourselves to people, and we connect ourselves in a spiritual matter. We're not talking about physical now, although of course there's a physical connection. In a spiritual sense, we're connecting to all these different people. So imagine you're connecting with one person that has anger, one person that has bitterness, one person that has unbelief, and you start connecting your soul to all these different people it's no wonder you feel so much baggage. It's so wonder you feel so much contention. I want to read one more thing here. This is out of the Message Bible. Now, the Message Bible is not a translation. It's a paraphrase. So before you make videos about us, I just want to read this because it gives the message. The Message Bible gives the message of the text. But this is what it says. Watch this, guys. 1 Corinthians 6, 16, verses 16 through 20. Just what I read a minute ago, but in the Message Bible. This is what it says. There's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as a physical fact. As written in Scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the Master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever, the kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. All others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies, these bodies that were made for God and modeled for love, for becoming one with another, or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole work, so let people see God in through your body. So what he's saying here is that sexual intimacy is not a physical act merely but it's actually mm -hmm. a spiritual act that we develop soul ties with and so we have to be very careful because many of you tonight in your past you slept around you fornicated you did this you did that and you still have those soul ties that need to be broken that need to be dealt with from your past that maybe you're struggling with what are some other ways guys that you might know of or seen that soul ties develop in people um whether it's healthy or unhealthy I'll, I add to, to, okay. I'll add to the one uh, about, uh, I apologize, Mike, uh, to the one that Isaiah, you mentioned in the Old Testament in Genesis 34, verse 4, it talks about the daughter of Jacob and how Shechem, the Bible says that his soul was strongly attached, um, attracted to uh, the daughter of Jacob and he loved the young woman, you know, and he, he actually violated her and she would keep going to him even though that's what he did. Of course, the culture was very different than the culture we live in today. And um, and there was that attachment that was created there. And so a lot of times that is the most dominant and most common way that, that soul ties are developed. They're forged in sin. But I like how, Mike, how you read that scripture about Jacob and his son. Because a lot of times, you know, we read in the Bible, for example, that, you know, husband and wife become one flesh. We see that also in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2, it says that the, as believers, we actually are being knit together in it's love. Good. So that means we develop actually soul ties to other believers. We're, we're part of the body. And the Bible also, you know, talks about that in the Old Testament, we see that the, 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 that the tribe of Judah, that their heart was actually knit, united with David. We see that David had a heart that was connected to Jonathan. And so they're healthy soul ties. But 
I like the verse that you read, Mike, because it kind of really gives us a, a template of what an ungodly soul tie looks like when it's not sexual. Because, you know, we, we know if it's forged in sin, you can pretty much know 100%. That's wrong, that's sin, and you got to renounce that. But what if it's not sexual? What if it's like with your leader or with the brother or with the sister? You develop this very strong, strong kind of a, a attachment and connection. And I think the words of Jacob, pretty much when the sons were describing what, what Jacob had with Benjamin, and that word really su summarizes for us how the soul ties are bad, is that his life is bound up in the lad's life, meaning when your life begins to be wrapped in another person that you can't live without them, that's when you know you have an ungodly soul tie. Um, it could be with actually with the pastor, it could be with a particular friend and they move on or maybe they pass away and you can't move on, you can't move forward and you feel like your life is wrapped up in the other person, then you know pretty much you have an ungodly soul tie that needs to be broken with that person. Come on, that really is so good. good. You know, wherever we see God's purpose, we see the devil's perversion. And oh, so God. God, God designed and purposed us to be connected. Like the two shall become one through the covenant of marriage. Mm -hmm. What's the perversion of that purpose? It's thinking that there's such thing as casual sex. There is no such thing as casual sex, okay? And, you know, really, one of the things I want us to look at tonight is how when we're entering these experiences, it's like, I don't know if this is a word, but like a tri-dimensional experience. It's your spirit, it's your body, and it's your soul. Yeah. And what people are doing is they're having sex thinking, only my physical body is experiencing this. And it's casual because there's no emotion in it, and Come then there's no spiritual in it. But we are a tri-dimensional being having these tri-dimensional experiences. And so, like you said, Vlad, whether it's a perversion of a relationship with a pastor that's codependent, toxic, you know, look at this. Why will people stay in narcissistic, abusive, yep. occult-like structures? Mm -hmm. Why will they stay under Jezebel and Ahab infrastructure in a local church, knowing they shouldn't be there because there's ungodly soul ties? And um, I want to tell a quick story that's very dramatic because I know that there's people watching that are still like, I don't know, are soul ties real? Is there a biblical basis for this? You know, you had mentioned how everyone that we know who does deliverance actually severs soul ties. And recently I was doing a mass deliverance in Southern Indiana on the Kentucky border. And I was kind of working throughout the entire crowd. Hundreds of people received deliverance. It was amazing. But I got to this one particular woman and up to this point, nothing had happened. I had, saw, I had uh, observed no visible manifestation, but in the spirit, I saw this vision of like two dozen umbilical cords connected to her back. Wow. And it was a very weird, but very, vi like, like I don't often get visuals that clear, but it was like, wow, the Lord was showing me something. And immediately I was like, it's soul ties. I need to sever soul ties. And so um, all of a sudden I walk up to her and I begin to do that, which we're gonna do at the end of this broadcast. And I'm telling you, she just started to get free. I just posted the video today on my channel, but here's the thing. The very next day I was doing a, a pastor's training and all these pastors came out. Her pastor came to me and said, Mike, what you didn't know is that for years and years and years, she was a sex worker. Wow. And she had never been able to receive freedom. She, there had never even been so much as a manifestation. But when you severed all of those ungodly soul ties, immediately deliverance occurred. And, oh, and so what I believe I was seeing 
spiritually was all of the soul ties that resulted from sex with, you know, in the context of being a sex worker. So when you see those types of things, it just makes this undeniable. Yeah, I can remember when I first got saved, I was learning about soul ties, learning about deliverance, learning about how to get free. And I was like, Lord, if there's any soul ties in my life, I want you to reveal them. And every single night for probably a week, I had a specific dream about a specific female that I was with before I was saved. And every single day I would pray, I would confess, I would renounce. I even asked many of them for forgiveness for for what we done, what we did together and I was ignorant. Obviously I wasn't a Christian and God began to take me through my own journey of breaking soul ties through God showing me this through dreams. So many of wow. you, if you're wondering why, I, I would say a big sign as you guys are touching on too of having a soul tie with somebody and we're talking about ungodly ones for, for right now is having recurring dreams about the person where you're, mm-hmm. you're married or you're in a different relationships and you can't stop having dreams of maybe in the dream you're married to that person. Maybe in the dream you're having sex with that person and you keep having this reoccurring dream and that could be a soul tie there. Oftentimes when we're sleeping in the flesh, our soul, our bo- our spirit is still awake and these things are revealed through dreams. And so for me, my own personal testimony was these things, I, I don't know that, I-, I don't know if it's safe to say God showed me these in my dreams because the dreams were not, not godly dreams, right? They were sexual dreams. They were dreams of being in relationship with these girls still, whether it was God, whether it was the devil, it doesn't really matter. The, the point was the dreams revealed to me, okay, there's something going on there. So I would tell some of you, don't ignore your dreams. Don't just, uh-huh. I'll have this dream over this guy over and over and over again for five years or a year or three months. I don't know what it is. It's probably a soul tie. It's probably something connected in the unseen realm, something connected in your soul in the spiritual realm. And guys, The Bible is not exhaustive. All these spiritual matters that we're talking about, not every single one is gonna be explicit in scripture. Although soul ties are a biblical reality, as we just said, and we're gonna mention more scriptures. I just want you to also be aware that the Bible doesn't have the answer for every single thing. And the Bible says that not everything's in the Bible. So sometimes we miss out on breakthrough when we're like, well, there's not a verse telling me to do this, or there's not a verse telling me to do this, or there's not a verse telling me to do this. There's not a verse telling me not to do a lot of things that I don't do because I know they're wrong. So we don't just say, Oh, this isn't explicit. We also know that the Holy Spirit could reveal these things. So I pray over all of you in the chat tonight that the Holy Spirit would begin to reveal to you where your soul ties are, whether that's through prayer, whether he's going to reveal it tonight. Maybe there's unforgiveness. Maybe it's a dream. There's often ways God will reveal. Um, and that was a process for me, guys, just breaking those soul ties, going through that, and then being able to help others that have been with so many people. I mean, you imagine if you sleep with, say, five or ten people, then you get saved. It's just not all of a sudden just everything's erased and gone away and you're fine Mm -hmm. many times like the bible says you've connected yourself spiritually to these people that you've been with there's a spiritual connection that you need to go and sever and you need to break and of course god can break these and do this at salvation immediately for for many Mm -hmm. people but for some of us these soul ties persist and so we need to break them um also let me just give one verse here of a healthy soul tie so as we're saying not every soul tie is unhealthy but some soul ties are actually healthy. If you look at 1 Samuel 18, 1, it says, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So for those of you spamming the chat, soul ties are new age, they're not biblical. Go read 1 Samuel 18, 1. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So there are healthy soul ties like Vlad was saying, and there are you know unhealthy soul ties. And there's people in the chat guys saying, I have an unhealthy soul tie with my kid. How many of you have seen that where somebody has an unhealthy soul tie? Listen, mm-hmm. 
If your son's 30 years old and you're still obsessed with doing this for him and doing that for him, there's probably an unhealthy soul tie. When a person goes off and leaves their mother, mother and father to cleave to their wife, you need to cut that soul tie. Some of you do okay. have obsessions with your yeah. children. Come on guys, talk about this. You're obsessed with your kids. You're dominating over them. You're controlling over them. You know, I gotta call my mom. If you're 30 years old, you're married and you're discussing something with your wife, I'm, I'm, I hate to be the guy, but you don't need to call your mom and, and get permission if you can do that with your wife or if you guys can make a decision. Some of you need to cut the umbilical cord, which is the soul tie, and really it's unhealthy. We see a lot of damage in marriages. Okay, do I have anyone in the chat that could testify? Because we got mama's boys. I'm a mama's boy, so I'll be the first to say. We got mama's boys and daddy's girls and you're married, but there's still this like unhealthy thing with your parents. I think that also is gonna break tonight. So again, we're not just mm -hmm. talking about uh, you know, sexual soul ties or good soul ties. There's these other elements we're talking and exposing tonight that are also unhealthy. Any other things you guys want to touch on, on, on soul ties, whether unhealthy, healthy, different types you've seen? I want to mention also um, the idea of we were doing deliverance one time on one girl and um, she, she came to church. We were doing deliverance for, for a while. She puked a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, I'm not usually like a big fan of looking at stuff when people oh, are puking, but stuff that she me. puked. I almost like threw up with her. I was like, if I'm going to keep looking at this, I'm going to join her in this deliverance. That's how so it was a lot. Man. Like, I mean, we brought a bucket and there was not a half a bucket, but a lot. I mean, oh. I'm like, how can a tiny person like this have so much stuff in their body? So anyway, she felt afterwards. I'm like, I'm free. Praise God. So we're like, well, you better feel free because I'm like the stuff that came out of you. That was a lot. And uh, we're, we're, you know, we anointed her with oil, prayed the, the sinner's prayer, the whole nine yards, sent her home. And so she steps into her house and um, and she starts having exactly the same manifestations. So she started to puke right away, starts feeling sick. And so, um, you know, her story was that uh, a, a month and a half ago, all of this started out of nowhere and she just can't go to work. She can't function. She's puking nonstop. So I guess she's been manifesting for like a month and a half. And wow. then somebody told her to come to Hungry Jen. And so they brought her, we prayed for her. So it was uh, Sunday night that I get notified that she goes home and she pretty much has, they told me this, oh, all the demons came back. And so uh, me and uh, our associate pastor, Pastor Ilya, we decided to visit her at home uh, on Monday morning. So we just came to visit her. She's literally sitting uh, on her, she's on her knees in the toilet with her head in the toilet puking. And I was mm. like, I asked her, I'm like, hey, no offense. I'm like, what are you puking? I was like, you've been puking for a month and a half. What is there? What else is there to puke? So kind of like, I asked her sarcastically a little bit, but anyway, so she can't stop. She's crying nonstop and she just like has these, these manifestations. So we start praying around the house, honestly asking God, like what's happening here? And so um, I've noticed on the front door of the house, on the door, as you exit out of the house, there is a piece of paper there. Pretty much the house is pretty empty. There's a piece of paper there and it's in Spanish. And it has some prayer written. Um, I don't speak Spanish, but I did read the word Diablo. And so um, we asked her and there was another friend there. I'm saying, hey, can you translate this prayer for me? So she's puking. We're asking her to, uh, somebody else to translate the prayer. And so they're like, oh, this is a prayer from one of the grandmas in uh, Mexico to protect uh, her house from uh, bad spirits from coming in and etc. And so I asked her a little bit more. I'm like, who gave you that? And so, and she says, turns out that her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, wanted to create a seal between him and his girlfriend. Wow. So he goes to Mexico, goes to Mexico, goes to this grandma who uses both the saints and some little other stuff. She mixes it. She creates a charm 
gives him objects to take home to keep it in the house where they have the relationship and to staple a prayer to guard any spirits of division, separation, to keep the relationship secure. So I follow up with the question of this girl who's manifesting and I said, did what happened a month and a half ago? She said, oh, my boyfriend left me. So it turns out that this curse that was pronounced and this bond that was developed now that the boyfriend leaves and out of nowhere, she didn't even like him. She can't function and she starts puking and throwing up. So we, of course, renounced everything. She brought those objects that the grandma from Mexico gave her. And so um, this was crazy because we take the prayer, the objects. Now, this was not a godly prayer. This was like, honestly, witchcraft spell. This wow. wasn't a prayer. This was a spell. So I just wow. want to make it clear. This wasn't a prayer that we were throwing away. We were throwing away the spell. So we go outside. We didn't set any fire. We just opened the garbage can and I asked her to, uh, to renounce it again and pretty much renounce any demonic activity or any demons connected to these, to these objects and to that relationship that she had a soul tie to. And so the moment objects and that spell left her hands, no exaggeration, her face instantly changed. Like she went from puking for a month and a half. So she, she looked like death. Her wow. face immediately changed. She right away, like right in front of us. She didn't drink anything. She didn't eat anything. Her face just started changing right in front of us. We were, I mean, we got ghost bumps looking at her. So we get into the mm. house and literally never puked again. And so the manifestation stopped. And honestly, God actually, we started to pray for her ex-boyfriend. So he eventually came a few months later and actually gave his life to Christ. And I led him through prayers. And so, um, and so there's sometimes what happens is that you can actually have objects that you yeah. keep from the previous relationships and these objects become the trigger points for demons to torment you and harass you during the night or even to keep you away from progressing further in your relationships. And so uh, renouncing is one thing, acknowledging is one thing, but also getting rid of any objects that connect you to that soul tire, to that relationship is also extremely wise. That's really, really good. You want to add anything to that, Mike? I don't know if you're... No, not really. I'm so glad you said it, though, because this is very important for everybody to understand. Where you see soul ties, you will see physical items represented by those relationships because it's part of the control. You'll, yeah. you know, for example, I, I many, many times leave mass deliverances with a stack of photos because wow. people have pictures from their father, pictures from their, you know, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, and they're hidden in portions of their wallet. Some of you are probably being quickened by the Holy Spirit right wow. now about objects that are in your home, hidden in your wallet. Oftentimes people will get into loving, long-term, committed, godly marriages, but still have all these objects from ungodly relationships that are hidden and nobody even knows they're there. And so God's even through word of knowledge shown me different things in people's rooms as I prayed for them. And so here's the thing I wanted to say, one of the indications of an ungodly soul tie, and this is something that many of you will immediately go, oh, that's me, is when you go to make a decision, whether it's throwing that stuff away or something else, and you feel like that person is with you and they're watching you and wow. they're concerned about that mistake, even if it's a dead loved one, someone who's passed on, they're, they're dead, but you feel like, oh, if so-and-so sees me doing this or throwing this away wow. or giving this you have if if they if they feel like if you kind of feel like they're watching you and and this person is controlling your decisions you've got an ungodly soul tie 
Wow. Wow. That's I just really good. That. I've yeah. I'm stern right now. This yeah, is going to no. be major freedom. I, I would say too, and especially dealing with a lot of people that need deliverance. Many times we know demons come through trauma, which is hard for people to understand, yeah. but soul ties also come through trauma, which is like a double edged sword. Not only do you get demons, but there's a soul tie there as well. When you get abused, there's the thing called the world calls the Stockholm syndrome, where basically you get abused by somebody for so long, you become attached to your abuser and then you get free from them and you end up running back to them in your mind you look at these people and say how could somebody who was abused physically emotionally spiritually for so many years have a love or attachment towards the person that abused them and that is because it's not stockholm syndrome that's what the world calls it there's some type of soul tie there that developed through abuse we know sexual intimacy sexual fornication doesn't have to be in marriage creates a certain type of connection with somebody and this is a very very sad thing when people get molested when people get raped that we deal with when people get sexually abused as a kid they get some type of connection with that person and it creates a fear of the person if i come out and say this if i tell somebody the physical abuse the sexual abuse i went through i'm going to get in trouble some there's that domination that dominating thing that the soul tie has I would also say too, a way that you know you have a soul tie is you defend them when the fr your friends and family point out harm to you. They say, hey, yeah. this relationship is bad and you always come to their defense. Why are you defending somebody that's abusing you? If your family is coming to you saying, look, this guy in your life, this girl, this friend, this business partner, they're toxic, they're abusive, they're mentally manipulating you, they're emotionally manipulating you, and you always find yourself, even though you know what they're saying is true, you find yourself defending that person, it's probably a soul tie. Why are you defending somebody that is abusing you on so many different levels? It's usually because of a soul tie. Also, I just want to throw in another one. Then Vlad, maybe you want to throw in a way to know you have a soul tie is you dream or fantasize about them. If you find yourself, if you don't know what daydreaming is or fantasizing, that is when you're sitting down and you space out or you zone out and you start visualizing your life with somebody or maybe you're married and you visualize your life with an ex-boyfriend. Let me give you an example. You get married, you're a year and a half, two years in, all of a sudden now you're doubting, maybe this wasn't the right one and you're sitting there on your couch and you're visualizing what your life would have been like if you stayed with that ex-boyfriend three, four years ago and you end up 15 minutes in to this fantasy visualization that's a soul tie at work. That's a soul tie working in you. If you're constantly having these fantasies or visualizations about people, again, it doesn't have to be relationships, there could be a soul tie at work in you. I think a lot of people are wrapped up in these connections and they don't realize it. Maybe it was their abuser. Maybe it was somebody that they slept with. Maybe it was someone they were in business with. And God wants to free you tonight. God doesn't want you to live your life connected to all these other people, constantly worried about what does my mom think? What does my dad think? What does this boss think? What does this person that I've connected myself with on so many levels think about? And you're constantly, your mind's dominated by the opinions of them. These are soul ties that God wants to break in you. Any other, any other ways that you guys um, think that maybe someone could identify they have a soul tie? I would also um, mention this is maybe not going to include a lot of people, but you can develop soul tie with particular religions, especially people who have mm. been in a uh, false religion oh. or people who have been very closely mentored by a guru or by somebody who was guiding them in spiritual matters. And now they become Christians. And a lot of times, you know, they seem to not be able to let go of some of the teachings or some of the views of that particular religion. If the tribe of Judah, if the men of Judah were knit together to David, uh, their leader, you know, and this was a healthy bond where people had this respect and honor 
for their their leader, God-appointed leader. And so you can actually develop that to spiritual leaders and typically they are healthy. But if you have been in some kind of a witchcraft or in some kind of an occult, Freemasonry or um, even Mormonism, Jehovah Witnessism or New Age or you've been to some other uh, places and you've developed these very close ties to these individuals and now you came to Christianity, you came to Christian faith, you repented of all that stuff but you're still keeping some of the objects as souvenirs from that religion, mm. you, you might even have certain attacks and demonic attacks on your life from that came through that involvement with the occult and the trigger point or that hook of those demonic spirits could be those objects as well. And so I would really encourage to, because those soul ties are can come through the sex, uh, through the sexual uh, immorality, as well as they can come, you know, th parental relationships uh, being abused or other ones. But some people actually come and they have these soul ties with particular religions because they had ceremonies, they participated in rituals, they had um, certain um, things done to them physically, and they did for their leaders. And then when they come to Christ, they need to not only renounce that religion, but they need to renounce to the soul tie to the leaders that they had in that religion and that close bond that they had there. Uh, Otherwise, they cannot walk fully in freedom. But you guys already mentioned really awesome uh, like uh, expressions of the signs of the soul ties. I would say too, a lot of stuff that we do in ministry is very spiritual and I always caution people and I'm very, very, very cautious and I want to touch on this as well about who you're praying with and when you're praying and how you're praying. Listen, there's a lot of people, I'm telling you guys right now, that end up praying with somebody at a prayer meeting that's a, you know say you have a guy with another girl and it's somebody else's wife and you're married and all of a sudden you end up praying together and there's this weird spiritual bond that takes place and in your mind you're like we were just praying it was it was it was uh innocent but you got to realize when we're praying for each other when we're ministering deliverance when you're up late at night with people praying believing god for breakthrough there's a spiritual connection that takes place and if you're not careful the enemy can use that. You, I have seen people, and I'm sure you guys have over and over, that are like, I had good intentions, I was doing deliverance on this guy on Zoom late at night, and it was day after day after day, and then all of a sudden, now that girl thinks, and I've literally dealt with this exact situation, that girl thinks that God is telling her to leave her husband That's because he's not right. spiritual enough, and that guy thinks that God is telling him to leave his wife who's not spiritual enough to marry each other because for several days they've been ministering to each other on Zoom, talking on the phone about God, and what started as innocent prayer became a soul Have you guys seen this? Became a soul tie. And so we have to be very careful when we're praying for each other, when married people yeah. are praying for other married people, when young people or older people are praying for younger people in prayer meetings. You know, we have prayer meetings late at night, early in the morning, we have 5 a.m., 6 a.m. prayer, right? Midnight prayer and you're together, you're all laying hands on each other. But just remember, prayer is amazing. Okay, of course, I don't ever wanna talk you guys out of prayer, but when you lay your hands on somebody, there's a spiritual connection that takes place. So when I'm praying for women, I will only put my hand maybe on their shoulder or on their head. I don't, I'm not gonna put my hand on their lower back or their back or here because I know there's something spiritual happening. So you gotta be very, very careful when you're in prayer groups, when you're praying with each other, when you're having late night prayer. Cause again, the devil will use these things and these soul connections that happen that could be good. Cause it, of course it's prayer, but I just think we have to be careful because some of these things um, could be a spiritual connection because a lot of what we do is very, very spiritual. Listen, I'm going to go even say and take it a step further. Even some of you have ungodly connections with us, with us right here, us four, us three guys on the screen. I totally get it. You watch our stuff, you feel connected, but 
if you, I gotta be careful, I'm treading lightly here, as you guys can tell. If you find yourself obsessing over us, obsessing over our content, thinking about us at night, thinking about us, if you're thinking about us more than your own husband or the own person you're with, there could be some ungodly soul tie there, even with us. Maybe we, of course, we've never met many of you, but Uh even just through the internet, there's a type of soul tie. So we don't want that. We don't want you obsessing over us. We don't want you idolizing us. We don't want you creating unhealthy soul ties with our ministries and with us. And so all these things are stuff that are not talked about often, but they're very, very necessary because these things can draw us away from God. And again, I've counseled people who think God is telling them to leave their husband or wife to be with another person that they've been praying with every day or every week. I had a a guy recently young guy got radically saved and there was an older lady in the church that was married mind you and she came to this young guy and started discipling him and teaching him and basically telling him you know everybody at this church is jezebel i'll help you i'll lead you and she was showing him my videos right and she was just totally discipling this guy meeting at prayer and i had to get on the phone with him because he's related to a good pastor friend of mine and i just told him i said man this is unhealthy she should not be at night with you praying and he was innocently thinking this older lady just wants to pray with me but inadvertently a soul tie was created and now you can't get these people apart right these are ungodly soul ties that started drawing him out of his faith drawing her away from her husband and so we have to not just realize it's not just demonic activities it could even be innocent things like prayer and worship and stuff that we do with people but but we just got to be really careful guys if you're married you have no business talking with other guys if you're married you have no business talking with other women texting calling i will not give out my number to any women i will not call people for prayer that are female i will not text people even all my instagram messages my wife is linked to all my accounts on all my pages my wife is linked to my Mm -hmm. accounts even on facebook so i'm not going to put myself in a position where i develop a soul tie some of you are listening to this right now and you are committed adultery because you created a soul tie with somebody Mm -hmm. at church Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. This is real at church. You no, created this whole thing. Go ahead. You're saving so many marriages and ministries right now. Guys, I'm just going to say it. I know pastors who solicited yes. female counselors for counseling and ended up in full-blown relationships yep. with them. Because when you talk about the soulish realm, this is your mind. It's your emotions. The number one rule of social work is don't date your clients. Come on. Because mm-hmm. people don't know the difference between the counseling and emotional intimacy. And I want to read 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, because it's so important. It says, do not, do not. What does that mean? It's a command. Come on. Do not is a command. Mm-hmm. Be quick and laying on of hands and thereby share in the sins of others. Mm. Keep yourself pure. There's a parallel in 1 Timothy 5.22 about being very hasty and quick to lay hands on people for prayer and sharing in their sin. And I think it's important to say that, you know, I had a very weird experience where I was doing a mass deliverance, put my hand on a woman's head because I'm the same way. Typically, I'll put my hand on a female's shoulder or their head. You guys know I raise up deliverance teams. I always show up with a team if I can. And, and so you typically I'll have a female from my team with me. This time I had multiple females, thank God. But she even took my hand, grabbed my hand yep, as it was on her head and started physically moving it in, in a very sensual, sexual way, which she needed deliverance, obviously. But it was just one of those things where I think what you said was true, Isaiah. You can watch someone's content online 
and you think that they know you because mm-hmm. you know a lot about them. And that's that that soul tie where it's like, oh man, you know, it's weird because you you think you know us, but you don't know us. Like, mm-hmm. or you know, you know a lot about us, but we don't know you. And sometimes those soul ties, they it's like they can be already in existence from people's homes. Then they meet you in a personal physical event and it escalates to higher levels. And weaker level ministers, people without accountability are falling prey to this all day long. I've got four and five team members logged into all of my accounts. But unfortunately, even me saying that in all of my videos, I got a message the other day from someone saying, I know that you know that we're soulmates. Mm. And I read it and I hardly read all my DMs because I can't keep up with it. And I was like, this is crazy. It put it, it put me in a sweat, even though I didn't do anything. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know this person. And, and, and I've never met this person before. And it's like, but again, people are living in that fantasy realm. Mm-hmm. They, they need freedom. Yeah, I think obsessing, absolutely. I think Isaiah, what you mentioned about obsessing with a particular person. You know, I've known quite a few people that lived with um, the prophet TB Joshua in Actually, some of the accusation that even came against this ministry, and I, I honored this man. Uh, I've known him just from a distance more, but there are people who live there. And um, a lot of times people would come who live there from, uh, you know, two, three years, and they would be like, and please forgive me, those maybe who would be watching who were there, um, they would come like zombies where they are obsessed. Mm. And I'm talking about like cult-like obsessed with this uh, with this prophet whom, you know, is used by God powerfully and I mean he's an incredible man of God but at the same time to develop this um, obsession where you cannot live without this person come on where you need this person almost like he is your mediator and he is your spiritual person and uh, you have to double check every single thing through this man of God no matter how great this man of God is no matter how powerful the man of God is and no matter how much good God has brought through this ministry or a particular ministry the moment it goes from honor to obsession yes. and it goes to idolatry, then we actually can develop unhealthy soul ties and we can actually damage our spiritual growth. And I've seen that happen even some with some people on our team who were there. Um, they would come back in first few months like I would look in their eyes and I'm not seeing them. I'm seeing something else there. And so and then we had to kind of help them to snap out and say, hey, this was great what you've seen there, but you can't allow a cult-like mindset where this is the only thing he's the only man of God and I can't live without him because you really cannot live without the Holy Spirit you cannot live without God's Word and the men of God come to supplement they don't come to substitute your relationship with the Lord the other component that I I came across just uh, recently of a person that was um, ghost writing for a uh, a person a man of God that she was writing a book for him and she prayed a prayer um, and she kind of uh, mentioned that to me eventually how uh, when the relationship with him, the person that she was writing a book kind of ended or broke the, the arrangement, um, she struggled with like uh, discouragement and even like darkness and confusion and everything. And so, and I asked him like, I mean, you were just doing a book for this person. Why did you struggle with that when the arrangement came to an end? And she told me something that honestly kind of like, spooked me a little bit and she said that when I was writing a book for this person I actually asked God to help me get into their soul wow. and to understand how they think so when I would write it would seem like they wrote it and the person that she wrote the book for when this person the author um, when he read the book he said oh my god it's like I wrote it it's like you actually used everything it's like you studied me and you knew me so much and but it came at the cost 
the cost that wow. it cost her is that the moment this arrangement came to an end where she finished her project and uh, he said, okay, thank you, uh, no more. Um, she now goes into a very big confusion. She has problems yep. now. And she's like, I don't know what's happening to me. Why am I feeling this? And then God actually revealed her. I think she, she mentioned she was in one of the meetings that Pagani was doing. And uh, as the teaching was going on, the Holy Spirit reminded her of the prayer. Now she meant it in innocence. She wanted to help this yeah. man of God to write a book, being a ghostwriter. But at the same time, it went too far where she got into some kind of a soul deal with this person. She accomplished her purpose and her assignment, but at the cost of losing part of her soul, that then God had to restore her and bring her back and, and bring her soul back. And so I think that those of us who are in ministry, we just have to kind of uh, tread these waters carefully that as we honor people, as we work with people, that we don't develop these codependencies on other people, but we are super dependent on the Holy Spirit and on God's Word and walk in honor and in respect, but not obsessing over these individuals that God is using. So good. I want to add to this too of knowing you have a soul tie is you take on the traits of the person your soul is tied to. This is That's very, good. very, very common. Didn't have anger, didn't have bitterness, didn't have alcohol addiction. Then you started dating that guy or girl that was angry, that was bitter, and that was an alcoholic. And all of a sudden, something you said you'd never do, something you never dealt with, you start dealing with. And you're going like, why do I, why am I going through this? It's because your soul is connected to that person's soul. As the Bible says, when you join yourself to the prostitute, the two become one flesh. So you become one with that person, even outside of marriage. Again, guys. Now we're not talking about marriage here. We're talking about connecting your souls together and you start taking on the traits. That is why oftentimes you get around somebody and you start talking like them. You start thinking like them. Your, your desires become like their desires. You start liking things they like. This is transcending just, oh, we have this in common or, oh, it's just because we hang out. No, it's because your souls are being connected and your traits are now being shared. And now mm -hmm. what you didn't have dealt with before you're dealing with. It's no wonder why you slept with 10 different guys and there's a piece of every single one of them in your personality. And you yeah. have this addiction from him and you have this mindset from him and you have this personality from him and you're angry now, you're anxious now, you're bitter now. And now it's like, I was, I didn't have this before and now I have it. It's not because of some, you know, just hanging with them and I picked up the trait. It's because I connected with them in a soulish realm. But guess what the beauty is? That tonight God is going to break it. That tonight God yeah. is going to free you and that you no longer have to live your life with other people's issues. Like you have all this baggage from other people that you're carrying and God is saying, give me your baggage. Give me your burdens. God wants to unwrap you and God wants to free you. Some of you, here, here's one more. One more trait. Your life can't move on. Like you get with this, you get this soul tie and now it's been five years since you were with that person and you still can't move on. You still talk about them. You still think about them. You still, oh, look at what they're doing. L let me give you some advice. Get off their Instagram, get off their Facebook, delete them, block them, get rid of the shirt, get rid of the clothes, get rid of like you, Vlad was saying all of it because you need to move on with your life. I feel this is prophetic tonight. God is saying it's time to move on. Maybe this was an ex-girlfriend, boyfriend. Maybe this was an ex-pastor that abused you. I don't know if you guys just saw this viral video of this pastor getting up. You guys saw that and he, you know, I, I committed adultery and I did this and this and he's confessing. And then the girl gets up who he did all this with and says, yeah, and I was 16 years old. And for years, this pastor abused me sexually for years. I think it was in Indiana and in the middle of the whole church. He says, yeah, he took advantage of me from 16 years old for like, I don't know how many years it was. And this was abuse happening. And that girl had to suffer the consequences of his 
ungodly decisions. But God is saying to you, move on in Jesus' name. Boyfriend, girlfriend, pastor, leader, business worker. Some of you 10 years ago got burned by a business owner or by a business partner, and you still deal with it every day. You think about it. You're bitter because of it. You, you don't forgive people. Your walls are up. You don't connect with people. That's a soul tie. God is saying, break it tonight. Break it tonight. Get rid of it so that you can move on. I'm telling you, God is speaking to some of you that it's time to move on in Jesus' name. Come on, Isaiah, one of the things that is so important to understand, and while you were talking, it was just like coming alive to me. Every single time I do a mass deliverance and I specifically start breaking and severing soul ties, the two demons that start coming out is Ahab and Jezebel. Come on. Like it, it's all, it almost happens in that sequence over and mm. over again. Thinking about the story of Ahab and Jezebel, if you're wanting to see a more in-depth look into soul ties, think about this. Ahab was obsessing over a, a vineyard that a man Naboth owned, and he wanted it so bad. He was obsessing. I want it, I want it, I want it. Then Jezebel comes in and says, hey, I will get you that vineyard because they have an ungodly soul tie. Then you see Jezebel going on a letter writing campaign and she gets some of the, basically the, the, the nobles, like very high level intelligent people to come up under the power of those letters. So again, the soul tie now extends from Jezebel to these people who now become murderers who are not murderers without that soul tie. So it's like you get Ahab and Jezebel. He's, Ahab's obsessing over something that's not his. So if you're obsessing over someone else's wife, someone's, someone on. else's ministry, someone else's platform, someone else's channel, some, if you're obsessing over something that's not yours, there's Good. a soul tie. Then if you have somebody who will cooperate with you in that, because that's how you find gossip circles. Gossip circles are all soul ties. It's Come people on. saying, that Ahab and Jezebel structure, oh, I'm going to help you win this thing. I'm going to help you get this thing. There's a lot of soul ties disguised as help. Wow. I just, there's a lot of soul ties disguised as I'll help you. And then all of a sudden you got Jezebel writes these letters saying, kill this guy Naboth to get his vineyard. Mm. And these guys who never would have done anything like this. How many times have you guys seen toxic church situations and people do things yep. they never would have done yep. without being connected to the Ahab and Jezebel structure? Yeah toxic church. And you see them do it. And it's like, man, that's out of character. Why? Mm -hmm. If it's coming through a soul tie, it's not native to them. It's native to the person they're connected to. And it's coming through. So mm -hmm. I feel, you know, Isaiah, when you were talking, I felt like it's more than just the soul tie being severed. It's even being free from Ahab and Jezebel. So mm -hmm. good. And these so demons, good. you know, they attach themselves to us. Like we yeah. know spiritual spouses. I know you had a really good video on that mic that went viral. Spiritual demons, literally, we know this because we've dealt with deliverance. We see it in the book of Genesis where the angels, the fallen angels were marrying people. These hybrids were marrying the, the sons of God were marrying the children, like real, real, real physical people. And we know that when we do deliverances, oftentimes demons will say, this person belongs to me. This person's married to me. I've made a mm -hmm. covenant with this person. Mm -hmm. And so people have these ties, not just in a soul tie realm, but a spiritual spouse. These demons that lay hold to us, that try to marry us, that try to make covenant with us, be a part of us. And so God wants to also deliver you tonight of that, whether it's a spiritual spouse, whether it's a soul tie, I think it's valuable and important. What do you guys think about? So we know soul ties are biblical, but I also want to say, 
One thing that really blows my mind, guys, is that you look at people that are in voodoo or witch doctors or new age or this, and they will put spells on people, they'll put soul ties and do all these things, and they know it's real, but then the church lives in so much unbelief. And even in this video, for example, there's 4,500 people watching, which is amazing. The truth is getting out, but there's many people that are going to watch this and comment saying, this is a new age teaching. This is not biblical. This isn't in the Bible. What do you think about that, Vlad? What do you say about that when people say whether it's deliverance is new age, whether they say soul ties are new age, whether they say these spiritual matters are new age? What, it, what could our response be to some of that? Well, I mean, I think that uh, anything that has to do, anything that God, I uh, like what Mike mentioned, is that anything that God creates, you know, the enemy, he likes to pervert. Yep. And so uh, from the beginning, if we look at uh, in the garden, when Satan came to Adam, to Eve, actually, he wanted to cast doubt to God's word. He, want, he wanted to pervert that word of God. Same thing with Jesus and uh, in the wilderness is that the enemy came in and he wanted to abuse the verses, taking them out of context. And so the enemy is really good at um, duplicating things and copying things. For example, like there's a video that's going viral about the Kundalini, um, you know, spirit where um, the yoga instructor is, you know, kind of like bringing that manifestation and people can use that and say, well, that's exactly what's happening in Pentecostal circles. Come on. They're vibrating, they're shaking. And so that must be a Kundalini spirit. But just because the new agers have particular techniques or something that looks like uh, what we see um, in the Christian circles where, for example, uh, prophecy. Uh, so just because somebody is uh, predicting future that is a sorcerer or somebody who is like a witch doctor, it does not mean that now every prophecy is a witchcraft. Okay. And so we, we ask ourselves a question is that is, is it in the Bible and is this anti-biblical or is this extra-biblical? Meaning there's a lot of things like Isaiah you mentioned that they are not mentioned in the Bible but they're not mentioned against in the Bible. There are principles. I think that the issue of soul ties or the issue of our soul is covered in the Bible uh, very extensively. Now is it true that we don't see a manual on breaking soul ties in the book of Acts? You're right. We also don't see in the book of Acts on how to run the church and how to Come have on. a church service on Sunday morning. We don't see how to use planning center and how to do, not to have three or four songs and offering a 35-minute sermon with a joke in Go the beginning ahead. and a sad story at the end. And raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus Christ. There's no Come even, on. if you want to accept Jesus Christ, raise your hand. None of that is in the Bible. There was a completely different approach to uh, bringing people into the family of God. Now, is the idea of altar calls wrong? Not really. It's not. It's not anti-biblical. And so we have to ask a question, is the source of what we are teaching, is this coming from the New Age? Is this coming from witchcraft or is this coming from the Scripture? And then we're looking at the fruit of it. Um, mm. What is the fruit of this? People are becoming more free. People are abandoning their godless and wicked ways. They're throwing stuff out that used to okay. connect them to bad things. That is a good thing. That is in line with the fruit of the Spirit. That is in line with the teachings of the Gospel and of Jesus Christ. And so just because the New Agers mention, uh, for example, the soul tie, or just because New Agers drive a car, it doesn't mean driving a car is demonic. So they could use the same terminology, but we as Christians and those of us who do deliverance, we understand that we are opposite of that. We are not endorsing that. We're actually combating and fighting the lies and the and the deception of new age practices. And we believe they're open doors to demons. And so just because we see a similarity in like maybe the language or uh, even certain manifestations, like for example, I sometimes challenge uh, people who would say, well, you know, the Kundalini spirit, the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is just a Kundalini spirit. People fell under the power that that's a Kundalini spirit because, you know, Jesus didn't touch people and they didn't fall. We don't see that in the Bible. 
You know, like, and that's a that's a huge accusation, borderline blasphemy against the Holy Spirit to yep. label everything that we see in the world as uh, demonic. And so I think it's very dangerous territory. We have to examine it in the light of the Scripture and as well as with the fruit that it produces. So good. And, and I know John Ramirez always says how when they would have demon church, he calls it, they would speak in demonic tongues to mimic yeah. that we speak yeah. in real tongues. They would fall over to mimic the real power of God touching people. Yeah. They would worship the same way we would to mimic and do all the same things. But he said it was always a perversion. It was always a copycat. So the fact that the world's copying us is proof that what we're doing is real. Is what we're doing is right. right or else they wouldn't be copying us. The devil is a perverter. So just because the devil's perverted, whether it's soul ties, whether it's uh, you know, uh, prophecy doesn't mean they're not real. We don't throw the baby right. out with the bathwater. We say, let's do it the right way. Like, of course, there's abuses with deliverance, but there was also abuses with communion. So do we yeah. not do this is what every let me just go on a tangent here. This is what every guy that's against deliverance says. Oh, there's abuses. People fake it. It's actors. It's not real. Uh, this is this. OK, so do you not take communion because people abuse that? Paul said you guys are abusing communion and you guys are dying because of it. But Paul didn't say don't do communion just because there's abuses. So just because someone's abusing something doesn't mean we're not supposed to do it. So just because there are, are there deliverance abuses? Of course there are. There's abuses in deliverance. There's abuses in pastoring. There's abuses in the medical field, the law enforcement field, and, and any, any, anything you go into, there's going to be abuses because people are fallible and they're imperfect, mm -hmm. but it's not going to stop us because the more abuse there is, the more we need the real, the more we so need good. real people standing up for deliverance. So that's why we are so passionate. I know we've been going about an hour and five minutes here, but why we're passionate about seeing you get delivered from these soul ties, seeing you get delivered from these connections and from these things that you didn't even know were there that God wants mm -hmm. to free you from. And then now you go, I didn't even know I could live a life where I'm not constantly thinking about people from my past. I'm not yeah. constantly worried about what somebody thinks about me. I'm, some of you need to get tired of having sexual dreams every night of your ex-partner. Some of you need to get tired and wore out of constantly visualizing and fantasizing about somebody who you're not even married to. And I'm telling you, if you'll get this, your marriage will be so much healthier when you realize, man, I've been connected to all these things that I didn't even know I was connected to, and I'm going to break them. So yes, soul ties in sexual relationships, soul ties with mother and father or children or this or that, they need to break. Maybe it's your child you're connected to, you need to break it. Maybe it's your parent, you need to break it. Business soul ties, yes. Church soul ties, yes. We've covered all of these, I believe, tonight. Let's give guys closing thoughts before we pray on soul ties. Any, any closing statements you guys want to make before we pray? Any thoughts, final thoughts that you have about this issue of soul ties um, or this issue of, oh, this is new age, this isn't biblical? I think that I, I would want to mention at the end is just how to break them and that is to confess you know the sin that may be uh, created or the sin that forged the soul tie whether it's sexual sin or witchcraft or other stuff um, forgive the people who have maybe been controlling you through this, this uh, soul tie and maybe you've been a victim of this domineering individual over your life just release that forgiveness forgive them because you know forgiveness brings that freedom and then uh, begin to establish new healthy connections in your life to replace the damaging bonds that you have had you know new christian friends uh, 
for those of you who, you know, start dating, uh, for those of you who maybe had a bad relationship and you recovered, you know, uh, find a new church, um, as well as, as we mentioned, is disregard um, and throw away all objects and physical, visual connections that connect you to those uh, soul ties. A lot of times all uh, non-valuable objects can be destroyed, valuable objects or gifts, you can actually sell them or return them, wipe all the photos, of the individual that you had on your computer or on your phone, delete their email address, phone number from your electronic devices. Just pretty much erase that thing completely out of your life. You're not erasing the person. You're not trying to destroy the person. You're killing the horse, not the rider, meaning you're killing the relationship that had this bond, this umbilical cord to you, not the person. You're not damaging the person. Um, and then begin to declare your unfailing soul bond, your unfailing soul tied to God, who really is the only one worthy of you to be dependent on Him and to be obsessed with Him, and that is God. And so um, this old bad soul tie needs to be replaced with a renewed commitment and loyalty, affection to the Lord and the uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's so, so good. good. Mike, I want to closing thoughts? Yeah, I want to I want to declare Colossians chapter two verse two. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing: the Bible says. Now, this is not the scripture, but you've all heard perfect love, which is the love of the Father. It casts yeah. out all fear. Mm -hmm. So when you when what's the opposite of perfect love? It's not hatred. It's imperfect love, mm -hmm. right? It's how the world says, "Oh, we were making love." No, you are not making love. You are making a soul tie, and it needs to be Ooh, broken. Preach. And so perfect love cast out all fear. Sometimes people will say, well, I don't want to start over at another church. Well, perfect love will actually begin to release the fear that produced oh, those soul ties. Some of you are like, no one's going to be my friend. At least they talk to me. At least my pastor asked me out for dinner. And well, no, they're using you. It's toxic. It's mm -hmm. abusive. And it's demonic. And so here's the thing, Colossians chapter two, verse two, this is what happens after you break and release yourself from these ungodly soul ties. You can experience this. It says that their hearts may be encouraged. So some of you, your heart has not been encouraged. It's been frenetic. It's been anxiety ridden. It's been full of lust and perversion, but it says that their hearts might be encouraged being knit together in love. Mm -hmm. well, what does that mean? It means coming into now. Let, let me just say this. When you you guys used to do Legos when you were kids, right? Mm -hmm. and so I still do, bro. What are you talking about? I got more kids. I'm like, I still I knew play with I Legos. <laughs> so on the un underside of a Lego, there's only so many. with the Lego. Yeah, that's it. So it's like there's only so many connection points underneath the Come Lego. On. So what happens mm -hmm. when you disconnect and cut off ungodly soul ties is that you can build a better life and connect to the people that right. God wants you to. And mm -hmm. that Colossians chapter two, verse two says, being knit together in love mm -hmm. to reach all of the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is in Christ. So that's what's waiting for you on the other side of mm. getting this toxic stuff. So good. So guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to lead you through breaking this. So Vlad touched on it. I'll instruct you guys through it. Um, first of all, let's do very simple. Let's forgive these people. Whoever it was, again, boss, parent, uh, uh, uncle that abused you, aunt that abused you, uh, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex-spouse, whatever it was, mm -hmm. I need you to, and God needs you to forgive them. The Bible says right. if we don't forgive them, 
then God will not forgive us. So right now, now you already are having names pop in your head. You already know mm -hmm. who you have unforgiveness towards. You already know who hurt you. Their names are popping up. I want you to speak those names out and I want you to say, I forgive them. I release them from the harm they caused me. I let it go. So I need you mm -hmm. guys to do that right now. Say, Lord, I forgive them. If you want to type in the chat, you can, but I That's forgive good. them, Lord. Right now, whatever it Amen. was, my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, my coworker, just I'm mm -hmm. going to give you guys like 30 seconds here to speak out who they are and just say, I forgive them in Jesus name. Remember, unforgiveness is drinking poison, thinking mm -hmm. they're going to die. The only mm -hmm. one that it's hurting is you. Unforgiveness is a prison that you lock yourself in. So you need to let yourself out tonight and forgive these people. God does not ask us to forgive people. God commands us to forgive people. So God's not like, yeah. if you're in a good mood, forgive them if you feel like it. Also, forgiving them isn't saying what they did was right. It's saying, I no longer want to live in bondage. That's really That's what it is. So right now, go ahead and forgive them. That's the first step to breaking a soul tie. Uh, very, very simple. And then once you forgive them, I want you just to repeat after me. It's very basic. This is not, there's no magical power in repeating this. It's just a declaration. It's a statement to get you started. And then we're just going to pray over you right here. But I want you to say, I break the unhealthy soul tie. So say that I break the unhealthy soul tie between me and say their name. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I break the unhealthy soul tie between me and so-and-so. And then I want you to say, I send back any part of their soul mm -hmm. that I have kept. And I take back to myself any part that they've kept. So all you're saying is, and you can say this in your own words, I send back any part of their soul that I've kept and I take back any part of my soul that they've kept, right? Because remember, we're joining together in the soul as one and they take mm -hmm. a piece of you. So just in your own words, say, I send that back and I take it back and then say this, God, please wash me of this connection and restore my connection with you in this area of my soul. So ask the Lord right now in your words, God, wash me of this connection and restore my connection with you in this area. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to pray over you guys. Father, I thank you right now yes, Lord. for every single person that is listening to this broadcast live or on the replay. That, Lord, you, by your spirit's power, by the finger of God, would break every ungodly soul tie in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you would break these now in our lives, whether we know it or not. I pray, Lord, every curse, every soul tie all witchcraft, all voodoo would be broken in Jesus' name. Satan, you are a liar. You have no strength. You have no power. And I pray, Lord, that you would free us in our mind. You would free us in our will. You would free us in our emotions, God, and that you would deliver us tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, every unclean spirit we command to go right now in Jesus' name. Every spirit attached to soul ties, we command you out in Jesus' name. Out in Jesus' name. You have no power. You have yes. no space. These yes. people are not your home. Yes, Lord. And we evict you in Jesus' mighty yes. name. Jesus Come out name. of their mouth and go into the abyss right now. Up and in out Jesus now name. in Jesus' name. The Lord rebukes in you, Jesus Satan. Name. Every foul spirit. Maybe it's, I, I hear the Lord saying ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-relationship, ex-business partner, yes, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. Those ties are being severed now in Jesus' name. The Lord rebukes you, Satan. You will no longer bound these people up in abuse, in trauma. Some of you right now that had a traumatic experience of abuse, God is healing you right now. For years, you have been unable to forgive them. But right now, God is severing the soul tie and God is releasing that power to forgive them. God's yeah. not going to forgive them for you. I really hear the Holy Spirit saying this, guys. God is not going to forgive them for you. Mm -hmm. 
you have to forgive them. That's what God says in his word. So right now, just take that, take that authority God has given you and forgive mm -hmm. them in Jesus name. I don't know if you guys wanted to touch on anything you're feeling the Holy Spirit say or anything right now, Father, we thank you for deliverance, for breakthrough, every spirit of Jezebel, every spirit of Ahab, we break it now in Jesus mighty name, every ungodly connection. And we also come against all the curses of shame. Yes. Curses of guilt, curses of self-condemnation. We just break right now all the harassment, stalking, yeah. and any emotional torment. We, we we just we renounce that over this person. You just begin to just renounce that. Come on. Um, any of the guilt, the self uh, self condemnation, shame, harassment, or or any um, maybe like spiritual stalking. You notice that person in the room, uh, and so just begin to renounce any demon that's attached to that that emotional torment, that spirit spouse, that incubus and succubus. Just just begin to renounce that right now and be free in Jesus' name as the soul tie is broken, that you're no longer under any spiritual legal right to be influenced by this person and by that relationship in Jesus' mighty name. We break that soul tie right now and we, we close your life and seal it by the blood of Jesus Christ and the fire of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And as you're going to even throw stuff out that the Holy Spirit highlighted, that God is going to bring even deeper freedom. God's going to even release a greater victory and dominion in your life in Jesus' name. And for those of you who had a problem or struggled in your relationships and you always felt like you kept going back to your exes, that God is going to open your way forward this year in yeah, Jesus' on. mighty name. I also hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'm forgiving abusers. I think uh, what we're not thinking about is that we think we're all victims. Every one of us has been hurt, but there's many in the chat right now that you were actually the abuser. Mm. You were the one that abused your kid. You were the one that abused wow. your wife. You were the wow. one that slept around and abused women and did all this. You know, there's guys in the chat that slept with tons of women and abused them, took advantage of them. Mm. And you're, you feel right now like you're in bondage. You feel right now that you're unforgivable, but God is saying that he forgives you tonight in Jesus mm. name that you need to get over yes, it. You need to ask God Freedom. for forgiveness. You need to repent. This is not just, oh, you're, you're good. You need to repent right now and That's say, right. Lord, forgive me for I've That's been right. the abuser. If God yeah. can forgive Saul, who is setting up Christians to be murdered, how much mm -hmm. more can God forgive you, those of you that have abused mm. people? So right now, you abuse people, your, your niece, your nephew, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, whoever it was, maybe you abuse a girlfriend, mm. a boyfriend, an ex-husband, an ex-wife, um, verbally, physically, or spiritually. You've, you've been emotionally abusive. This is your moment now to repent. Right now, repent. God is giving you an olive branch. God Amen. is extending grace. And yes, God does Lord. not want you to live in shame, bondage, and condemnation. Yes, Will there Lord. be consequences to your choices? Absolutely. The Bible never says God takes away the consequences of our choices. He takes away the penalty of our sin. So you will no longer be penalized on judgment day for the sin, but there is also still consequences in life. Mm -hmm. But right now, God is freeing you spiritually. Father, I thank you that you're healing abusers yes, right now. Yes, I thank you, God, those that have abused people, those mm. that have hurt people. Maybe mm. you sold drugs and you hurt people. Maybe you, you know, mm. somebody died an overdose from a drug that you sold them in your old life. Or maybe you sexually abuse somebody and they commit suicide. And these are real things that really happen yeah. right now with people in this chat. Maybe you had an abortion and you're just struggling right now because you say, man, I have this tie. I have this thing with the, the baby that I aborted. I feel this connection with them. I can't stop thinking about it. I have nightmares of me killing my baby. This is real stuff happening right now with many of you. Yeah. And God 
God says, I'm healing you right now. There's a greater blood than the blood of abortion. That's the blood of Jesus. God will heal, God will forgive, and God will restore. So just repent right now. Many of you in the chat are saying, I repent. This is, this is your chance now to repent and to break that. And there's, there's real soul breaking power, soul tie breaking power in repentance. There's real power. Right. Some of you, this is going to break when you repent. And guys, when we That's say true. renounce, it's the same as repenting. It's just Lord yeah. change the way I think I'm turning away yes. from this right now. I, I hear the Holy spirit saying I'm healing abusers. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank I want to Lord the legalism because I feel like the Holy spirit is setting many people free yes. from legalism. So what happens mm. is, been on this other side and you're living a new life in Christ. Many of you have received the gifts of the spirit, but you're afraid to operate in the gifts Come of on. the spirit because of legalism, even from other church. You haven't even been to that church. So I break right now every single soul tie that is legalistic, that is condemnation, guilt, shame, religious yes. obligation. Yes. I mm -hmm. break it now in the name of Jesus. Legalism be broken now. Yes, Lord. Now go in Jesus name. There's so many of you. I just feel that even from denominations, from church tradition, Come on. and you, you know that you are in the truth, but you have not even been able to enjoy the truth of the freedom that you're in. Mm. But right now, legalism be broken in Amen. Jesus name. Every ungodly soul tie connected to pastors, leaders, old church moms, and people who meant well, but they begin to operate in strange fire, witchcraft, sorcery of the Christian flavor, we break and release that yes. off now in Jesus' name. Be free from legalism. Thank you, Lord. And all yes. spiritual spouses, we command you to leave in Jesus' name. Yes. You Amen. have no legal right. Every unclean spirit, every curse is broken now in yep. Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus breaks the mm. power of the curse right now Amen. in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Man, what an amazing time, guys. What an awesome time. I truly believe the testimonies are going to flood in. There's 4,600 people on right now, which is amazing. Ma this is mass deliverance. I mean, think about 4,600 people in an arena. Mm -hmm. That's what it would be. And God is moving. Yeah. He's delivering people. I would challenge some of you, I really feel the Holy Spirit on this, is to turn this broadcast when you're done, when we're done, and go have a prayer meeting, and go have a time of prayer with God, okay. repentance, get in your word, because something is happening. I want to also advise all of you to subscribe. There's more content like this on our channels. My name, if you're on their page, is Isaiah Saldivar. I have Mike Signorelli on the side of me. Go subscribe to his channel. That's Mike Signorelli. And then below me is Vlad Savchuk. Go subscribe to him. All the links are in the description. Where else, guys, can they find you? I, I think every one of us have our name, right? Is Everything is our name. Um, Instagram, TikTok, mm -hmm. Facebook, all of that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys get on there, subscribe to the channels, be a part of what God is doing. Man, tonight has been awesome. Um, I'm going to stay on for a little bit and just read some donations and let people give. But thank you guys so much. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say before uh, before we dismiss it here? Listen, thank you for facilitating such a powerful time. I've got testimonies pouring into my text community right now from pastors who got Come free on. from legal like literally right now saying it's been years and years it nothing broke it off and i i feel the freest i felt so i was just reading that right now but if you guys want to see the footage of the sex worker who received freedom from soul ties and you want to see what that looks like we just posted that on my youtube channel so go over there uh Come you know on. after you hang out with isaiah for a little while and check that footage out it's it's powerful powerful mm. footage Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, 
YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.